Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. I don't know how your weekend was, but the Lakers lost two games, their star player and a coach to COVID-19 protocols. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, though, how did you enjoy the play? We'll talk about all of that next. You are locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every week, Monday through Friday. We get this thing up as early as we possibly can, no matter where you are, what you're doing, why you're awake at three in the morning. You can listen to Locked on Lakers, the very newest episode. I want to let you know as well that today's episode of Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com, use the promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Um, yeah, I mean, really can't be overstated how lousy a weekend the Lakers had. Like, you know, coming off that big win in Dallas on Wednesday and everybody's feeling excited and all that. And, We'll get into the AD injury on Friday, and we'll get into Frank Vogel out with the COVID protocols. That was uh, that was something that happened over the weekend. And, oh, by the way, they lost to Minnesota again badly, uh, and then lost on Sunday to Chicago. So I hope you, Andy, had a better weekend than the Lakers did, because otherwise I'm really sorry. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of people had a better weekend than, than the Lakers, although I I, if you're... I will say this. If you're looking to try to find some degree of optimism with everything that went on, A, uh, as a Laker fan, you can know that pretty much every NBA team is in the same boat right now. I mean, it's it's basically turning into a COVID version in of terms Hunger of COVID. Games. You know, in right. Well, Anthony, just in- the Anthony Davis injury is a separate issue. Sure. Uh, sure. That will that will obviously talk about a lot on the show. Um, that is not a temporary, you know, no, it is two, not three, but, four game thing. No, it is. It's but the COVID not. stuff, sure. Right. He's expe- Anthony Davis is expected to be out at least a month. That's when he's going to get reevaluated. But in terms of just the general chaos that the Lakers are dealing with, if not some of the specifics of that chaos, they're not alone. I would also say, too, before we get into a lot of the stuff that is bad for this team right now, I did actually think the way they played against Chicago provided a template for if they remember to and make a point of playing this hard at all times with what I thought was a great energy in this game. I'm not saying they're going to win every single game because that would be straight up Pollyanna, but that will give them, I think, a real chance against most teams during this slate without Anthony Davis and during this period where they're just trying to restabilize themselves, just getting the roster intact. There was was stuff in this game that they did poorly some stuff that was completely within their control to do better, and that's always frustrating. But for 48 minutes, they played, I thought, extremely hard, and that counts for something. It does. I mean, I look at this. When the Lakers lose on Sunday, 115 to 110 in Chicago, back and forth game, had a chance to win. They played very, very, I thought, overall very well. Um, especially given the circumstances. And, you know, as you say, Andy, they played constantly hard, which also is is admirable. Um, I mean, I, I saw a few things going on here. I mean, like th- there is no lineup that in this case David Fisdale could have put out, you know, substituting for uh COVID protocol uh Frank Vogel. 
that he could have put out on the floor that wouldn't have looked somewhat drunk. Like this is just given who the, the, the Lakers had available to them. The starting lineup was LeBron James, DeAndre Jordan, Russell Westbrook, Wayne Ellington, and Isaiah Thomas. And I remember, Andy, we've had endless conversations about, you know what lineup I would love to see them try? They'd have <laughs> yeah. to go get him. They'd have to sign him, and it's going to seem a little weird. But how about LeBron, DeAndre, Westbrook, Ellington, and Isaiah? And you always say, what about AD? And I say, he's coming off the bench. <laughs> you know, Because in my, in my head, he wasn't hurt. Um, you know, like this was this was a ridiculous assortment of players that 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 Fisdale had available to him. Um, the Lakers were down seven guys. Chicago was down five. I, I agree with you. The Lakers, if they play this hard, will always have an opportunity to win because they do still have LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, which for some of these teams going through COVID is better than some of the, you know some of these teams are missing stars. Um, you know, all of them. And so it does give them a chance. I don't know. Tell me if you agree. I think some of what we saw on Sunday was a combination of understanding that if they don't play hard, they're going to get embarrassed. I think that, you know, some professional pride. There's a little bit of the Ewing effect going on here when you don't have one of your star players, when you're missing a lot of other people, the collective elevation of the group, you know, um, I think. They were probably very difficult to scout. <laughs> Nobody has a has the beat on this lineup. And there's probably some liberation and understanding. It's like, you know what? We're down seven dudes. We're down our star. Really, we're not expected to win a lot of these games. Let's just get out and play. And I think that that helps as well. I mean, the, there could I be that. Per, you know, I don't the, know how permanent any of that stuff is, but well, I, it's I funny. it helps on Sunday. It's funny you say that because while I'm sure there are there are elements of everything that you said in that analysis, the flip side of it is that there's been plenty of times this team, I think, either has been aware or, if nothing else, should have been aware that if they don't play hard, they're going to get embarrassed, and then they went out, didn't play hard, and embarrassed themselves. No, I agree with that. They've but, been better but, about that, though, in the last two and a half, three have. weeks overall before sure. all the bleep hit the fan this weekend. Sure, sure. But, you know, that you you never quite know with this team – but you are correct, generally speaking, they have uh, been playing harder. And there, there is something that comes from having your backs against the wall. And maybe, you know, maybe that is good, relatively speaking, for a team that sometimes hasn't felt like it's been, seemed like it's felt like it's been necessary to even locate the wall to put your back against it. So that might not be the worst thing in the world for these guys. There also, though, were things that they were doing in this game that I would like to see more of. For example, this was, I think, the best game we've seen all season with LeBron and Russ, who both played, I thought, very well mm -hmm. in this game. LeBron, LeBron and finished Russ finished with 31, 14, and 6. Uh, Westbrook, 29, and 8. Russ did turn the ball over six times, and he was a little sure. sloppy. They, they, I mean, as a team, the Lakers turned it over 19 times. It, well, that part wasn't great, but right. again. But then again, you know, they, they, right. they call that a game. That's what, exactly. this, that's what this team does. But the two of them, this might have been the best game they played all season where they were playing off each other with one of them cutting off ball, moving off ball. There were a lot of sequences where Russ set up LeBron off ball or LeBron set up Russ off ball. And, the, and both of them were just being mindful of moving without the ball and creating opportunities for each other. And that's, you know, we talked about this heading into the season, Brian. Like that's something that if those two are consistently mindful of doing that's going to that will wreck defenses like having to keep track of both of them with their abilities to get to the rim but also their abilities to set up guys while going downhill 
Like there, there were a lot of sequences with that that were really beautiful. And you know, yeah, I mean, and that's you're talking about things that they're going to need to do without Anthony Davis yeah. and stuff like that. These these are the things to maximize the effectiveness of these two guys. They have to as a team. They must move effectively without the ball. And you know that some of that is is part of the playing hard part. I mean, is yes, is playing with purpose, playing with intensity, with what Rob Palinka might call thrust. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, what Rob Palinka might call <laughs> thrust. <laughs> uh, John Travolta, and perfect meme. Oh, you know, I what? think every it's... time we say the word thrust, we have to. Click I think that. we do. There yeah. you go. Um, Those are some short shorts, there, Johnny. Yeah, probably shouldn't describe it. <laughs> encourage people <laughs> to watch the YouTube. It's a, yeah, well, it's John Travolta. Uh, pelvic in, thrusting. Right, pelvic thrusting from the movie Perfect, uh, him and Jamie Lee Curtis. It was a massive bomb. It literally <laughs> wrecked it wrecked Travolta's career for about five years. He became unemployable with and good cause. Might I, might I say, deservedly so. Yes. Um, it is not one of those man they really the critics really missed that like no, no they, they didn't no, understand they, it it was a, no, they it was pretty a misunderstood much flop no no mm. it was a terrible movie just a genuinely awful film um the, the here's what I, the, the flip side of this and you know the lakers let me just take a quick peek, peek at the schedule here they come back uh they're going to play they do get some home home heavy uh, I've got the schedule here. right in front of me, Brian. Okay, good. So uh, re- between start reading them off, it's between not easy. now between now and MLK Day, they host the Suns, host the Spurs, host the Nets. Although that version of the Nets, who knows who what the that's hell knows be. what any of this. We'll get me try uh, to get to this before the end of the show too. Rockets on the road, Grizzlies on the road, uh, hosting the Blazers, hosting the Wolves, hosting the Kings, hosting the Hawks, uh, hosting the Grizzlies at Sacramento, at Denver, then hosting the Jazz. I right. believe on MLK Day. Okay, so who knows what any of these teams are actually going to look like when the Lakers play them? But I mean, when we when we come back, as inspiring in a lot of ways as this game was, um, there are some practical issues that are that are creeping up on them. That all the pluck and heart uh, that we saw on Sunday aren't necessarily going to solve. We'll also talk about Trevor Reza back in the lineup and what he might bring. I think it's worth talking about Isaiah Thomas a little bit. And of course, Andy, the long-term injury of Anthony Davis, because good God, this season just can't seem can't seem to catch a break with what he's got going on. We'll do all that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or just forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Companies make subscriptions really complicated and hard to cancel, but Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link all your accounts and Truebill will cancel the unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and they have helped those users save collectively over a hundred million dollars. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, so let's let's do Isaiah Thomas first, and then we'll get to to Ariza because the Thomas thing is not so much a you know who knows how long he's going to be around, and you know it's 
I don't know, but like just as a quick aside, you know, we had 18, I think, on Friday uh, in his debut with the Lakers, had 13 on Sunday, 5'11 from the floor. Um, I I mean, it's it's not the ideal to, to have him starting, I think, for you, but it's cool to see that he's, you know, another three or four or five games of this, and whether it's with the Lakers, Andy, or someone else, he, I think, will accomplish what he said he wants to do, which is show that he's an NBA caliber player again and be able to be a guy who plays in the league. And I would love to see that happen for him because man alive, was he exciting to watch at his peak. Um, it's incredible to see somebody at five foot nine, and I think that's like a, a generous five nine, be able to do effective things in the league. Um, and he has worked really hard to get back to this place, uh, physically, mentally, and all that stuff. Seems like a, an excellent dude. And I would just love to see this work. It doesn't have to be with the Lakers. I would just love to see it work. Well, I'll be honest, man. For this period that the Lakers have guys in and out of the lineup, and for however long you go without Anthony Davis, they might need Isaiah Thomas's scoring. I mean, if he can actually, oh, for sure. If he can actually do this, if nothing else, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly how hardship contract, ten uh, day contracts work uh, compared to like just standard ten day contracts. I, I like, I don't know. You know, like usually it's you sign two of them, and then you have to sign the guy to a contract for the rest of the year. Like, I don't know how this works in this COVID period, but I could see Isaiah Thomas sticking around for a little while because without Anthony Davis, their ceiling defensively has uh, dropped, shall we say, as has frankly has. the floor. You know, I mean, they, they are, they, we saw against Chicago, there are times where through, I think, extreme focus, really paying attention to the details at times, I thought rotating extremely well, other times not as well. But at times, really at least trying, think, they were paying right. attention to yes, it. Yes, exactly. There's going to be certain things that they can cover. They had some nice weak side shot blocks, stuff like that. But there's only so good they can be defensively without Anthony Davis, both their best individual defender, but arguably their best team defender. And he's also the guy that makes them most potentially unique and kind of destructive defensively. So that being the case, you're going to need to put points on the board. And mm -hmm. Isaiah can do that. Like yeah. and he's shown in these first two games, he is still capable of putting up double digits. The Lakers may need as many double digit scores as they can have. Yeah, and so I, I hope that works out. The other guy who uh, made his season debut, uh, I wonder if slightly pressed into service a little faster than the Lakers would have wanted. Kind of like, kind of like what I thought happened with Anthony Davis when he played against uh, the Wolves when he came yes. back, uh, and you... half the team was in COVID. Um. So Ariza. Was it the Wolves or the Dallas game? I thought. Uh, excuse me, Dallas. About. I'm sorry. Yeah, but so Ariza makes his debut. 15 minutes, hit his only shot. It was a corner three in the first half, which is like you know exactly what you would expect the script to be for shots that Trevor Ariza takes. Ariza comes in. He plays 15 minutes. Um, he did finish the game. My, he was a minus four. Took one shot. Had one rebound. Had two assists. He was not wildly impactful, which was not crazy given how long he's been gone and the, the light minutes he played. But you could sort of see the outlines of why he matters. Like, even if he loses a step, even if he's not quite the guy he was before, which, again, he's very old, he knows where to go. He knows where to be. He knows what to do. And I particularly think after when, when the Lakers are at least a little bit more intact than they are now, he's one of those guys who, like Austin Reeves, will 
feel more useful with more guys who understand what they're doing. Um, I, I think sort of like how you talk about the need for IT in this period where they're missing so many guys. I actually think you'll f- they need Ariza because they need everyone. But I think you'll feel the impact of Ariza less while so many people are missing because the Lakers will be otherwise disorganized. So the fact that he does go where he's supposed to be, I hope you know I, this is well, all very speculative. Yes, but I, I yes just, and that's no. my feeling about judging too quickly what impact he has. I just feel like until guys are back, it's gonna be a little hard to tell. I, I think yes and no. I, I understand what you're saying because Trevor is one of those guys who's supposed to be, you know, filling in cracks and doing doing things that you look for from high end role players and guys who know what their role is and how to play it. But the flip side is during this period without Anthony Davis, they are now forced to go small. Like, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to play Dwight once he's back and or DeAndre some minutes just because mm-hmm. it's you, you can't have LeBron play 48 minutes at center. He actually played a lot of minutes against Chicago. Not with that attitude, five. you can't, Andy. But Trevor is going to allow them to have that type of flexibility to, to stay – smaller like in in that's what in that sense you're actually going to feel his impact i think not necessarily directly in his own performance but you're going to feel it directly in terms of what okay yeah that i think is i all i'm saying is people who oh reese is back and the defense hasn't improved like well but here's all i'm saying is like you're correct in terms of the flexibility all of that stays the same I'm just saying you. I wouldn't judge the idea because we've been all waiting for this for a long time with the idea that Ariza would help them defensively. They were certainly on a good trajectory until all this stuff happened. I just that that's all I'm saying. It's like the the on court plus minus net rating type impact. I think is going to have to wait a little. Well, bit. sure, but I mean, if you if you actually watch what happened during the game and all the different things that involved Ariza. Like, for example, when Fizdale put him back into the game to close it out, he put him out there to specifically guard DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did not shut down DeMar. DeMar had an incredible... <laughs> no, he did not. DeRozan no, but, I mean, was cooking DeRozan, in the fourth. Right, but... That, that was, was not Trevor Ariza's fault, but... Trevor wasn't even on the court during half of it. Right. But the point being, though, that Fizdale even put him out there to do that. And, you know, the, the last two and a half minutes or whatever that he was out there and sometimes marking DeRozan ultimately was not the difference between winning and losing this game against again, DeRozan had 19 points in the fourth quarter. He was killing it basically whenever he was out there in the fourth, no matter who was on him, but it gives, you know, Vogel one more option as a, as a quality or at least smart defender. I'm not, then he otherwise might not, not I'm not discounting the option there. All I'm saying is just in the, Grand scheme of things, given how much anticipation there has been to what he can do for the defense, it's gonna be hard to judge the numbers until guys are back. Um, sure. Andy, the big the big thing here is Anthony Davis. Um, at least four weeks, um, he's not gonna. They're not gonna look at him for a month, basically after the the knee injury in Minnesota on on Friday. Um, no, there's really no way around this. It's bad, um, and. Uh, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about the badness next. Very artful. Locked on Lakers yeah. brought to you by Built Bar. It's the holiday season, which means gifts, eating, and more eating. And you know what? Have at it, man. It's been you earned it, man. This has not been an easy year for anybody, but you want to offset that decadence 
with some degree of responsibility. You just don't want it to taste responsible, which makes Built Bars perfect as a holiday dessert. You can eat it and feel awesome about it because it's low calorie, it's low carb, it's low fat, high protein covered in 100% chocolate. You get great flavors like raspberry, mint brownie, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, and it's a great option for going ham during the holidays, but fooling your taste buds so they don't know the difference. You can uh, have a little hot cocoa treat, dip the Built Bar inside it, get it a little melty. Then you got a nice little soft Built Bar to eat, plus the cocoa tastes a little different, a little enhanced. Good stuff. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15. You get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off at Built.com. Lock on Lakers also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has your uh, has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the NFL continues its march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the games start um all right so you know I, I mentioned how the lakers have some practical things that they're running up against as they kind of notch these moral victories uh, and i think you know certainly relative to friday which was just a bleep show um, yeah. the game on sunday was a very noble effort they, it they, also they, dropped they... them I was going to say they against Minnesota, and I'm not saying this should be a reasonable justification. They looked like they were kind of shell shocked by AD. Everything, and, you know, but like they didn't look great early in that game. No, either, they did not. They certainly they didn't get better <laughs> as no. after the AD injury. No. Um. Well, they you know, they looked like a team that knew this is bad. Like he yeah, because he yeah. had hurt his ankle during the game against Minnesota and came back in. And then not long after that, hurt his knee, and you didn't you didn't feel watching the team on TV like they're like, yeah, he's gonna be back out, he's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. looked rightly no, right. concerned. So they lose AD at a time where you know the the roster is obviously in flux with all the COVID protocol stuff. Those guys hopefully will be back relatively soon. Uh, the Lakers can get themselves out of this um, with just a little bit of time. But either way, like you start to look at it now and, you know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, we were looking at it like at 500, the Lakers were, you know, in, in almost in fourth place in the conference. They were, you know, barely, you know, you know, they, there was still a lot of flexibility. Now the Lakers are just as close to Sacramento at the 10 spot as they are Memphis at the four. Um, and I think at this point, anything higher than the four has basically become totally unrealistic. So let's not even get that conversation in there. They are, they are in danger of losing important ground. You know, Minnesota is, uh, you know, a team that they're playing again, as you mentioned in the schedule very soon, they've won four in a row. They're a half game behind the Lakers. Um, you know, so it's just, they, they, it's getting, they're getting into dicey territory at a time when Anthony Davis is now out. Um, I, there is a part of me that at the very least would be like, you know what, like you said earlier in the show, nothing will jumpstart the LeBron Westbrook relationship. Like having to be the guys who carry this team all the time, having to figure out how to make it work uh, from an optimal level. But like, you know, 
as much as we've com- you know complained, wished that Anthony Davis was more just impactful, feel him in the way that you'd want to feel a superstar. This is a massive, massive loss for the Lakers to lose AD for, again, at least a month. Because until he shows up and they evaluate him four weeks in and say, he's good to go, I'm not buying for a heartbeat that he's back in four weeks. No, he is unfortunately not somebody that, like, remember when we covered Kobe, for the most part, whenever there was a, an injury announced with him and like a rough timeline given, your instant instinct was always, yeah, he'll be back before it. Like, you know, that was basically just what Kobe did. You don't get that same vibe with Anthony Davis. If anything, you're always relieved that the injury timeline is as short as it is, even if it's a long timeline. Even if it's like, if it was like three months, you'd be like, woo. Well, that's what I mean. Look, the Twitter reaction to the news, which came out on Saturday, that he was, you know, I I forget exactly, you know, the the, the phrasing of it, but he will be, you know, structurally, that's not serious damage. He won't, and he'll be back in, you know, he'll be evaluated in four weeks. Most Laker fans were like, could be worse. And I think, you know, to some degree, I think that is both a reflection of the season. Like where you are just expecting bad things to happen at this point, mostly because they have been, but also it's Davis. It's the feeling that with Anthony Davis, when the opportunity for a serious injury is there, that's what's going to come. Not even totally fair to his injury history, at least of late, but that's the feeling because there is the feeling he's always dinged up. Well, it's because he's always dinged up. I mean, that's just the reality. I mean, I, I think he maybe has not missed as many games as people suspect, oh, although to be clear, he's missed some games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's he's he bought a lot of goodwill, or I, that might be the wrong way to put it, but I think he helped with his image that way during his first season with the Lakers because it was both as healthy, healthy and productive as he's been in his career, particularly when you take into account the stakes of that season. But the reality is, man, AD gets hurt. A lot, and even Andy, stuff they didn't, they didn't, and by they I mean me, call him Anthony Davis for no particular reason. I made that up. I thought somebody else did, but it turns out nobody else had apparently. So I get to say I coined that. It's not a nice thing to say, but it's clever, and so I'll take it. You know, it just what they're going to do moving forward is going to be really interesting to see because they are at their best when they go smaller and they're they're forced to go smaller now but not in the way that they want to go small they're they're no, getting in a way for- that puts a lot of pressure on lebron right they're they're getting forced to go small now in a way that is i wouldn't say it's worst of all worlds maybe just because they've got with everybody available the personnel to do it but it's pretty close it is pretty close to the worst of all worlds and how they figure out how to do this is going to it's going to be really interesting. I don't I mean it's it's hard. Well, I, it, it, the they're going to go right small now. a lot. Well, they're going to go small, but I mean like the exact ways to go about, you know, unlocking the best formula for it like I don't mean to pun on it, but it's hard to know exactly how to do it until you have an idea of when is everybody actually going to be back and yeah. like who's actually in the rotation for this, like how many minutes do they feel comfortable playing Trevor? Because, you know, some of those minutes that they played Trevor, you could see Mello playing mm-hmm. as a small ball five. 
at times, you know, depending on the matchups. They've also seen too, and this is what makes it even more problematic without AD, in the small ball five lineups with LeBron, they have issues when LeBron is matched up against a legitimate five who can shoot. Like that's been a problem against Carl Anthony Towns. It was even a problem against Isaiah Hartenstein with the Clippers. Like yeah. w- when that who isn't team, a shooter, but is a really active dude. Like right, he he's really active. Okay, somebody that you can put uh, at the three point line, whether he's going to shoot or not, you have to pay attention to him. Like he's doing something that like where you can't just have LeBron hang back and you know kind of play rover back. Those are the those are the matchups that have given the Lakers a lot of issues with LeBron at the five. And if I've picked up on that, I got to assume other coaches around the league have picked well, up just, on it. It's one of those deals, like you know, you lose your defensive quarterback when he's a little further away from the rim. It's just, it's there, there's nothing about this is is good. They they have it puts it's going to put a lot of pressure on Reeves when he's back and on Tht when he's back as guys who are solid, um, either solid sort of positional rotation defenders like uh, Reeves is, somebody with the sort of on-ball switchability and kind of stuff like that that I think they, they look for in THT. Um, those guys become more important because they're going to have to defend bigger lineups um, uh, and and some potential mismatches in that way. But it's just, you're not only are you, go, you're, you're going to have to try to improve the team and improve their record and, and and at the very least keep from losing more ground while AD is out, which hurts you, and at the same time deplete what I think is a finite resource in LeBron. Like So it's just that's the problem with having to play that lineup as much as they are without Anthony Davis in it is it just asks so much of LeBron like he did on Sunday and it was great except it's not Christmas yet. No, it's and so not. like to, to have like this this can't this is not a sustainable formula for four to six weeks if you want LeBron available for the playoffs in, in a meaningful way like you know he looks like playoff LeBron. Um but the problem is at 16 and 15 they have no choice but to to do like max LeBron because if they don't win enough games they're going to spend the last month and a half of the season trying to chase people and it's not like the, the version with all three of these guys was so good that you feel the confidence and so like somebody figured it was on Twitter we'll quit here and I want to talk about the Christmas game we'll talk more about the you know reaction of of how they're going to play and what they're going to do coming up this week um, so much to cover over the course of, of the week as we get to the holiday Somebody mentioned, like, you know, well, this was the problem with, you know, frittering away an easy schedule and punting on training camp and and all these other things. And I said, I'm pretty sure they weren't losing the games on purpose. No, um, but it's, I, I, I mean, will... I, I, let me finish. I'm just, he is correct in the sense that, yeah, you screw, like, I would feel much better about this, you know, what was going on here if the Lakers were tied with Utah at 20 and nine at third in the conference. I mean, you absorb this, you lose some ground, but ultimately they'll be okay. What I think happened here is that, you know, the Venn diagram of trying to be responsible about stuff and um, bad luck injuries, lack of continuity. He's like, you know, this whole it's going to take time thing, you know, was just way, they leaned into that way too much. With the third circle of 
they didn't play hard enough at this, the beginning of the season and didn't do themselves any favors to where at 16 and 15, maybe they could be 18 and 13, which would look a lot different. Two games doesn't sound like much, but it gives you a much different cushion. That overlap is where, to me, like the bad luck, the responsibility, and then their own sort of sense of it was like kind of comes together. It's, but it is the, the person is functionally correct. Like, this is it. Like, they, they had an opportunity to make it better early in the season. And there were all kinds of reasons that we've, we've, everybody's been talking about and not doing it. They left themselves with very little margin for error and four to six weeks without Anthony Davis. They're well past eating into it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are opportunity costs that were within their control there. Mm -hmm. I, some of the games that they blew because they took the foot off the gas and were Far more There's no confident. excuse for two losses to Oklahoma City. Right. There just isn't. There far more. There were games where they were far more confident in their ability to maintain cruise control for a team that had never developed that gear to begin with. Um, I've said before, and I, I think you agree. In retrospect, I think they leaned way too much into resting LeBron, resting Westbrook uh, during the preseason, like not playing those guys enough, like together. I recognize in theory why they did it but with so much with so much catching up that needed to happen under the best of circumstances i think they would have been better off not even so much even in hindsight but i think if you just were making people go a little bit more into their discomfort zones i think it would have made more sense to play those guys a little more often. Yeah, I Some mean, of the certainly stuff if you knew if you knew LeBron was going to miss the you know as many games as he has, well, even if you, you even if you didn't know, but yeah, Honestly, I, I think they could have played some more know. time together. They could. I, I think that I, I think that was something that really Russ, LeBron, not so much AD because AD I think really took the preseason seriously, but those two I think they should have been told, guys, we need you to play a quarter in this game, just play a quarter, and that's it, just to build towards something. And then there's stuff that's just completely out of their control. But either way. This is the position that they're in, and they're going to have to figure a way out of it. It's not going to be easy. I don't know, <laughs> but this is this is where we're at, man. This yeah. is the deal. You know, you know what this season needs, Andy, from here on? A little bit of thrust. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it Damn does. It. I can't find a, it. It's a new, we're using a new setup here. And I, needs a little there, bit of it, a little bit of thrust. A little bit of thrust. Volta there. Little man, thrust. Short shorts. Thrust Those are... Thrust their way back to the top of the standings. Um, all right. Uh, that much is the more to early come. 80s in a thrust shell right there. Yeah. Much more to come on Tuesday's episode uh, as the Lakers prepare for uh, the rest of the week heading into Christmas, which has uh, become a very fascinating uh, moment for the NBA. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Uh, Locked on Lakers, first listen of every day. Thank you very much for that. And, of course, uh, subscribe to Locked on Lakers on YouTube. See everybody Tuesday.